1: Hello guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. One of the big talking points around at the moment is of course Jerome Luai. Will he stay at the Panthers or will he go? I saw Greg Alexander throw his hat in the ring a little bit earlier today and talk about it from his perspective. His gut feel is that Jerome Luai will stay. That's my gut feel as well. To be honest with you, I think that he will stay. Uh, I think it'd be a very, very bold move for Jerome Luai uh, to leave the Penrith Panthers, and I'm going to sort of talk about uh, some of the pros, some of the cons, uh, and obviously, you know, what, what he could get, what the Panthers are reporting, uh, or what's coming out of the Panthers is 800 to 850k. Um, and look, it, it would make you know you, you're hearing those figures, whether they're true or not, I'm not too sure. I don't think the Panthers would be paying over 850. Uh, I think that'll be their max they'll get to and to be honest with you I wouldn't be surprised if the reality of it uh, is that it's back at you know the 700k sort of mark potentially even you know 650 sort of k uh, I think that we need to just always remind ourselves that clubs you know what, what you read in the paper what you read in the media quite often uh, it is put there for a reason uh, and I think this this uh, similar situation could have unfolded with Stephen Crichton as well so they put out their 8.850 which seems like a very reasonable and good deal for Jerome Lawyer so Panthers fans saw. Sort of expect him to stay on that weekend. It might be much less, uh, but that's sort of why how this whole um, system works nowadays. That you know, everyone's talking to media, everyone's putting out little bits of information that they want out there to paint a certain picture. So I think it is something we need to keep in mind uh, that these figures that are thrown around by journalists and whatnot. They are quite often not rock-solid and accurate. They are quite often uh, what clubs want you to know, what managers want you to know, and what the perception is around uh, that player and that situation, the narrative that they want to push. So I do think it is something worth considering. Now, do I think the drone Lawyer could get a huge million-dollar contract in another club? I think he probably could. Uh, he's coming off, you know, a thir- th- third premiership victory in a row, uh, fourth grand final in a row, uh, and there is also evidence of before he got to first grade how successfully was. Uh, I think he won the Jersey flag and the New South Wales Cup with the Penrith Panthers as well as one of the key ball players. So there's no doubt whatsoever that Jerome Loy is a fantastic footballer. I think people sort of, when they talk about him, they like to talk him down a little bit because he is partnered with Nathan Cleary and he's in the best team, uh, which I personally think is a pretty unfair argument. Um, You know, that wasn't the best team when he walked into it. Uh, He walked into that side, you know, and they had James Maloney and they were still missing the finals uh, and then he came into the side partner Nathan Cleary, a young Nathan Cleary, still had a lot to learn and still is learning as well. He's still pretty young, as is Jerome. Uh, They went all the way to that grand final. They got beat. Not many teams come back from a grand final loss and are successful after that, let alone relevant. Uh, Jerome Lewis has come back uh, and his Panthers have won three grand finals in a row. Uh, Obviously, in the 2023 grand final, he was injured in that game. Jack Cogger came on and played a really key role, uh, but they did completely change up the way that they were playing because Cogger was on the field. So I personally don't think it is definitely a negative on Jerome Lewis. I know a lot of people want to parade it that way, and a lot of people want to look at it that way. I tend to disagree. I just think it forced their hand to play a different way, and it just happened to be the one that worked on that night. Uh, you know, Ivan Cleary is not stupid. Uh, he's moved on a lot of key players in the past. Uh, you know, if if, You know, if he knew that Jack Cogger was the answer, he would have done it ages ago. He knows that uh, they will be super successful and have been super successful with Nath playing halfback and Jerome playing 5'8, and he will play his role there. Um, Going to another club, he could go there and be the halfback. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. Uh, Is he a guy that can pull a team, you know, a bottom five team into the top eight? I'm not sure. Uh, We haven't really seen it yet. We've seen him go and play for Samoa. We saw them play England in the first game of the World Cup, get beat by 60 odd, get absolutely embarrassed. And we sort of sat there and went, oh, my God, what's going on with Samoa? Uh, they managed to turn it around and make it all the way to the World Cup final. And I thought Jerome Luai was the key cog in that. He was fantastic. He was the key ball player. Uh, and there's no denying that. Um, I, I will say this, though. I think it is a little bit different to Clubland. Obviously, in the NRL, uh, you compare it to that World Cup. Obviously, playing overseas, uh, you don't get as many like suspensions, injuries, those sort of stuff through those competitions. Uh, it all does change quite a bit. It's very different to uh, playing in the NRL. You also consider that it's you know four, five, six weeks maybe. Um, and let's be honest here, in, in amongst those four, five, six weeks, you'll probably get two or three games that will be not easy games, but easier games because you're playing against lesser nations uh, that have less rep staff. And you will have harder games as well. And Samoa managed to compete in all of those. Obviously beat England. Obviously didn't go to plan in the uh, final against the Kangaroos. But that's a pretty damn stacked side. I'm not sure how many guys could have gone into um, that Samoan side and did what Jerome Luai did. So there is evidence of him being able to guide a team on his own. There's no doubt about it. I personally think he's a better Robin than he is Batman. Uh, And, you know, I've used that that analogy in the early days of uh, rugby league guru, Batman and Robin halves. So quite often you'll have a Batman with the Penrith Panthers, it is definitely Nathan Cleary. And, you know, Robin might not be the main guy, but a very important cog in that team. And and Jerome Luai... Is definitely probably the MVP of Robbins, to be honest with you. And that might not put him in the top five ball players in rugby league, uh, but there's not too many ball players in rugby league that can go to a team at the bottom of the ladder and elevate them all the way to the top, realistically. Um, there really hasn't been many ball players that have done that in the history of the game. Let's be honest here. Uh, Joey's sort of done it. You know, when he leaves his team, they were really struggled. You could argue JT did it. People argue that JT did it, but. You know, there was years there where JT was playing for the Cowboys and they really fucking struggled. Uh, People say, you know, JT arrived for the Cowboys, all of a sudden they made a grand final. The year before, they were in a prelim final. They fell four points short of a grand final, to be fair. Uh, So it's not very often key ball players go to new teams and just elevate them to a brand new level all of a sudden. You have a look at the Sharkies, it feels like they've come a long way. They were making finals before Nico Hines arrived there, um, you know, and they haven't won a finals game there. You look at, you know, all these clubs, like, look, look, look at the Canterbury Bulldogs, signed a star half and the Penrith Panthers. Mat- Matty Burden hasn't quite worked out. You look at the Dragons, signed a star half and the Brisbane Broncos. Benny Hunt, he's had successful seasons, uh, but the team as a whole hasn't been successful. So to go to a club as a key ball player, go somewhere else, it is very, very hard. It's very difficult. Not a key ball player, but look at Appy, for example. He obviously moved from the Penrith Panthers. You know, arguably one of the you know top three MVPs of the Panthers' first two premierships. Goes to the Tigers, plays incredibly well they still get the wooden spoon. And I know he missed a long stretch of footy, but even when he was on the field, uh, you know, very, very difficult for the Tigers to turn that around off the back of, you know, that key signing, but also a couple of other guys. And then scrutiny comes with that. People come after you. Like you look at the Canterbury Bulldogs situation, a lot of people going after Matty Burton, a lot of people going after villiami Kikau. It just comes with the territory. And these are guys that people don't look at poorly in public perception, whereas Jerome Luai is one of those guys. So for me, I would be seriously weighing up, well... You know, is it worth you leaving the Penrith Panthers? Where you know what, you might not be the hero, you might not be the main guy, and you can go somewhere else and be the hero and get the hero paycheck. There's no doubt about that, and and I think Jerome deserves to have that opportunity if he wants. But I also think, is it worth it? If it doesn't work out, who's going to be the scapegoat straight away? Regardless of how they're playing, regardless of what's doing we knows what sells paper we know what sells papers we know which headlines get clicks i should say get clicks instead of us uh, sells papers nowadays but it's Jerome law as soon as you slap him on the on the front page or if you slap him on an article with something controversial or a big take People, uh, they, they just love it. Same as Latrell, same as Jerome Luai. The, the, these are guys that you know they're going to get clicks. And I see it all the time on social media. I you know As soon as Jerome Luai does something or something like that, it is all over social media. And those are the posts that get the big engagement, which are the ones that I commonly try to avoid as much as I possibly can because I think it's really grimy uh, and not really what Rugby League Guru is about. But there are those opportunities there. I remember uh, when Latrell Mitchell got his suspension last year. He's one of these guys that he gets all the clicks he gets all the attention Um, I posted just my live reaction him getting suspended where literally all I said was I think he deserved this suspension I expected him to be suspended it sucks for South Sydney it sucks for Luttrell but this is sort of what I anticipated and it's still to this day it is the most popular hour I have ever seen on my podcast Jerome Loy after Grand Finals gave my reaction to when he posted um, that story and it is you know one of the most popular podcasts I've ever done there are certain guys that grab attention and you know for the me they don't give a fuck if it's positive or it's negative and if this doesn't go well which let's be honest here you know teams that are at the bottom of the NRL ladder that make you know million dollar signings to turn a club around it, it takes time and most of the time it doesn't work And, you know, Jerome Luai would be absolute target number one. And Jerome Luai, I think the other thing that he needs to consider is that the Penrith Panthers, he has built something very special. Yeah, they've built an unbelievable dynasty, one of the best we've ever seen. But it's the culture they've built around the clubbers too. It's the swagger that they've built. And it's why people dislike them so much. And he really is the face of that. He is the face of, well, you hate me, I hate you too, sure. I'm just going to go out there and keep winning. When I lose, I am going to be humble, which he has on a number of occasions. But he is just going to go out there and keep winning. If he is at a club that is struggling, I'm not sure if they wrap their arms around Jerome Luai as much as they would when they're signing the contract and when he's putting on the polo for the first time and they're shaking hands and it's all smiles. Then yeah, we're 100% behind Jerome Luai. He's the sort of personality we want. He's a winner. He's the guy that we need in our club. Gets round eight and they've won two games of football and there's a bit of pressure starting to mount. How's that club going to react? How's that coach going to react? how's the, 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 the fan base going to react when Jerome Lewis, you know posts something on social media or does something that's a little bit controversial that the media jumps all over and shares it as much as they possibly can and gives as many views and NRL 360 is giving their opinion, which you always know what it's going to be. It's going to be certain guys on that panel that are going to go really hard on him regardless of what he ever does. We've seen that. All of a sudden, where does that leave that club? Is that club that is obviously not overly well managed because they found themselves at the bottom of the ladder – are they going to be a club that's going to be able to handle the backlash that comes with Jerome Luai? And, you know, are they going to have Jerome Luai's back? I'm I'm not sure if they will. I think that, you know, you, you have a look at a lot of the clubs that are struggling. I think a lot of it comes down to the management of the club, the management of the franchise. And you see, they will move on players before they will move themselves on. They will point the fingers at players And key players, before they point the finger at themselves, which, you know, kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Whereas the Penrith Panthers, they embrace what Jerome Luai is. They embrace what Jerome Luai is about. He's got a lot of swagger about him. You can call it arrogance, you can call it confidence, whatever the fuck you want. But they embrace who Jerome Luai is. When it's good, when they're winning premierships, when they're losing grand finals, they still embrace who Jerome Luai is. When he's in the papers, when everything's going on, Jerome Luai knows that the Penrith Panthers will have his back. He's got the runs on the board now. They will have his back forever or at least for the foreseeable future. There's no doubt about that. He's got a coach that will back him. His coach had the decision, do I go with Jerome Law or do I go with Matt Burton? Now, on that, you know, back then, obviously Jerome Lawyer had been in the side, they'd been reasonably successful, uh, and he had to make the decision, do I go with Burton or Jerome Lawyer? And Ivan made the decision, you know what? Everyone thinks I should go with Burton. Everyone thinks he's the better player, but I know Jerome, I know what he's about, and I know that he's going to fit our team better. So I'm going to stick with him. I'm not sure how many guys Jerome Luai with the sort of personality he's got and the way that he does divide opinion, rightly, wrongly, whatever doesn't matter. He does divide opinion. He is a guy that you either love or you hate. There's not many people in the middle ground. Personally, I really like what he does for rugby league. You know, sometimes you need villains in rugby league. You need villains, and you know, for me, I'm in the content game. I love Jerome Luai. I love having him in our game. I think he's super entertaining. I love that. You know, he's not just out there ru- running his mouth, talking shit, and not backing it up on the field. He's a guy that plays through injury. He's incredibly tough. He's a guy that doesn't hide away in defense. He doesn't, you know, stand behind his back rower. He goes toe-to-toe with people. Granted, you can't punch in modern-day rugby league, sure. But, I mean, what, what do you want Jerome Loa to do? Play by the rules that are not put on him now? He has to. That's what niggle and everything is in rugby league now. And I know it's very common people say, oh, yeah, well, it's easy when you can't punch. But what, what do you want him to do? Start punching and get sent from the field? Jerem is in the fucking premiership business, not the impressing you business. He knows exactly what he's doing and he gets the reaction of not only his teammates but the opposition that he wants quite often. And we've seen that. He's now got three premierships and four grand finals. But for me, the sort of personality he is, I think he's very, very unique. We haven't really seen too many guys like Jerome Luai before. We've seen guys like Jerome Luai, but they don't have the success to back it up that Luai has so far in his career. And we all know that if he was to leave and go to a club that was unsuccessful and not playing finals footy, the media... I think the, 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 the people upstairs in the suits would very quickly turn on Jerome Law and point the finger at him. And that's just, and I, I guess it depends what sort of money value you put on that. I guess it depends what sort of money value you put on all that pressure and probably all that unfair pressure uh, that would come with that as well. Some of it's fair pressure and you, ha- you have to obviously deal with that. But I think Jerome Law being the personality is, there would be a lot of unfair pressure as well. For example, if Nico Hines arrived at the Sharks and it didn't quite work out, uh, would there be as much pressure on him as if Jerome Luai arrived somewhere else and it didn't work out? Maybe. Personally, I don't think so, though. I think people would go in a lot harder on Jerome Luai because they've been sitting around waiting for him to fail for so long and he hasn't given you many opportunities because he's been so successful. Personally, I think he has got such a special thing at the Penrith Panthers and with his halves pairing, Nathan Cleary, you have a look at, you know, the, the last team to win three comps in a row, the Parramatta Eels. You know, P- Peter Sterling sort of you know the face of that. Brett Kenny being the five eight could argue he's the face of it, but I think it probably is Stirlo, But you have a look at, uh, at Brett Kenny, and granted his performances have been better than Jerome Luai, and that's not taking anything away from Lewis. It's just the fact that Brett Kenny was so fucking good. But he, but all those players, part of that '80s Parramatta side, they hold a special place in rugby league, and they always will. Jerome Luai, he holds a very special place in this Panthers dynasty they've got right now. That fuck, for all we know, they maybe they're not lying to us. Maybe they are, only they just getting started. And imagine the premierships he could win. If he's already won three in his first, what, six, seven years of first grade alongside Nathan Cleary, imagine how many they could win in the future. And not only alongside Nathan, but alongside Ivan as well, who seemingly to me understands Jerome Luai inside out, just gets him and what he is about. And I think a big part of Jerome Luai's football and what makes him so successful is that he has got a coach that believes in him. He has got a coach that backs him. And I'm just not sure how many other places he could go to where he would have that. I'm just not convinced that especially when the water starts to boil, if other clubs would have Jerome Lewis back as much as the Penrith Panthers do, I'm not convinced that other coaches would have Jerome's back as much as Ivan Cleary does. And for me, I think that what Jerome has built on the field, it's a dynasty, it's one of the most incredible things we've ever seen in rugby league. There's no denying that, but for me also... I think it comes back to what Jerome Luar has built in his community. Because you, you go outside of Penrith and the vast majority of people don't like him. They don't appreciate him. They, they think he's a bit of an arsehole. They think he's arrogant. All this sort of shit. But you go within that community. And I talk to the Panthers fans all the time. He's got all the time in the world for their, their fans there. And he represents what their local area is about. And yeah, he's got a bit of swagger. He's got a bit of fuck you about him. But that's what we love about rugby league. Joey had the same thing. And, you know, you, you had Andrew Johns who would show up to games with his hair dyed and he'd fucking, you know, he'd, he'd do all these strange things that we look back and go, fuck, that's unreal. And I know Jerome Lewis is a little bit different, but I do just think that similar to how Joey represented what Newcastle was, Jerome Luai represents what Penrith is. And I think that part of his legacy at the end of his career, he will look back and go, you know what? I made a difference to my local community, to my people. And I think from what I've seen of Jerome Luai and what I understand of Jerome Luai, I think that's incredibly important to him, and he's seen guys like Stephen Crichton leave that local community. I, I, I've I've heard from people within the Panthers uh, how much that hurt Jerome Law and how much that's upset him that the, the 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 critter isn't going to be there, uh, and how upset he was when you know Stephen Crichton had to make the the the, the decision to go. And I think that the more you know, and and, and gra- granted, he hasn't had too many opportunities um, to sort of take all that in and 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 see that so far, but I'm sure he would be looking at Appy. I'm sure he'd be looking at Army, kick out these sort of guys and going, fuck, they haven't as good a time as I am? How much does playing finals footy mean to me? How much does being on the biggest stages consistently mean to me? And how much does being in Penrith mean to me? How much does being with my community and my people mean to me? And for me, I'm not sure if you can put a value on that. And I'm not sure if in 40, 50 years, when he looks back on that extra 3, 4, 500K that he could have made that season... I just wonder where it will all sit. It's not like he's going to make a bad wicket for the rest of his life. The more successful he is, the more sponsorship, all this sort of stuff that will come along. So as much as you might be sacrificing money to not be the guy at another club that's struggling to stay as, you know, the Robin in the Batman and Robin situation, the other stuff that comes with that, I just think it'll be huge for Jerome Lewin. he's got a very rare opportunity to be incredibly successful on the field, but also build something very special in his community that can last for a very, very long time. And for me, when I look at Jerome Loire, I think that's very important to him. I don't think he's chasing dollars. I think he's chasing legacy. And I think he's chasing an opportunity to make a difference in his community. And I think that means the world to him. So personally, I think he will stay. I think that the money and everything is obviously very appealing. You have to do what's best for your family. Uh, But I still don't think Jerome Loire is going to be in a bad spot. And I think he has a very unique opportunity here to build off what he's already done and create something. Truly special out there in Western Sydney, and you can see the effect he's already having. And maybe people outside of Sydney can't see it, but fuck, I definitely can. Western Sydney just has a different feel to what it did a few years ago. Is it all about Jerome Lewis? No way. Yeah, it's also, you know, Ivan, Nathan, it's also Liam, it's all these guys that are in this Penrith Panthers team that are making a difference out there. But Jerome Lewis, there is no doubt about it, he is one of the faces of that, and I think he understands the importance of what he does and what he provides to that team and what he provides to that community. I'm expecting Jerome Lawyer to stay at the Penrith Panthers. And personally, I think it would be a poor career decision for him to leave. And I think that if he did leave, I would bet on him coming back within a couple of years. Hopefully he stays put. Hopefully him and Nathan can keep on building this combination. Hopefully they can go down as one of the best halves pairings we've ever seen. Because personally, I would love to watch it all play out. And I'd love to watch Jerome Lawyer continue to not only represent the Panthers, but represent his community in Western Sydney.